Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today's date is June 9th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's news and updates. First up we got is, how did the Fed seize the Colonial Pipeline ransomware bitcoins? So if you haven't heard, the US government reportedly traced and reclaimed much of the cryptocurrency paid in last month's ransomware attack using the private key. Interesting. So let's take a look. When Colonial Pipeline was hit with a ransomware attack in early May, the firm, which transports some 45% of the East Coast fuel supply, shut down its operations as a precaution and paid the ransom, reportedly 75 bitcoins, about $4.4 million. Fuel shortages ensued and the US government announced it would intensify its focus on ransomware hacks. On Monday, the United States Department of Justice made a surprising announcement. It claimed to have recovered a majority of the cryptocurrency ransom paid, some 63.7 BTC, about 2.1 million now, due to a weakened cryptocurrency market. It's an unexpected postscript to a story that many assume was already complete as the pseudonymous nature of cryptocurrency seemingly makes such ransom payments incredibly difficult to claw back. Now, the question on many crypto watchers' minds is, how the Fed sees the Bitcoins? Yeah, I thought it was anonymous, right? According to the Justice Department's Monday announcement, it traced movement of the ransom payment on the Bitcoin blockchain from the original digital wallet to others. With that, 63.7 BTC sum discovered in a wallet that the FBI obtained the private key to unlock. A cryptographic private key corresponds to the public key, which is a Bitcoin address, and ownership of the private key confers ownership of the funds. In fact, there's a common saying in crypto, not your keys, not your coins. Yeah, let me repeat that again. Not your keys, not your coins. Officials have so far been coy. An FBI official would not confirm the exact method of how it obtained the private key for the wallet, telling reporters that it doesn't matter where the Bitcoin wallet is, the FBI still can't get access, tweeted NBC News respondent Jeff Bennett. We do know a few things, though. An affidavit filed by an FBI officer viewed by Motherboard notes that the Bureau attacked, tracked the movement of funds on the blockchain. The affidavit simply notes that the private key for the subject address is in the possession of the FBI in the Northern District of California. A warrant viewed by Motherboard shows that a judge in San Francisco authorized the seize of the funds at a Bitcoin address and noted that the property in this case, the funds to be seized, was located in the Northern District of California. This doesn't tell us much, but the document's existence suggests that the feds could have obtained the key by executing a warrant at an entity in California. Nick Newman, CEO of Bitcoin security firm Casa, told Motherboard that there are three potential scenarios for how the Justice Department reclaimed much of Colonial Pipeline's Bitcoin ransom. The warrant suggests that the wallet could have been held by either a crypto exchange or a custodial service with servers in California. 
which would be within the grasp of the feds. This would be a pretty rookie mistake on the hackers part in securing their Bitcoin, said Newman, but it makes sense based on the available information. Another scenario could have had the hackers holding the Bitcoin within their own custody on a server, albeit one based within the US. The FBI could then track the server's IP address and compel the hosting service to give up control of the server, which could have held the private keys as well. This actually seems like a pretty reasonable guess at what happened, said Newman, especially since it seems like a rookie mistake on their part. And it also doesn't require the FBI to find the hacker's physical location. A message from a dark side leader in May claimed that a law enforcement disruption meant that the group had lost access to its web servers and that funds had been drained from its payment servers, suggesting something like this occurred. The last option that the FBI tracked down the hackers to a physical location in North Carolina and seized their offline hardware wallet and keys is the least likely, Newman said. In any case, Newman said that any suggestions that the US government had somehow cracked Bitcoin's private key encryption were false. This is not true, as in fact, impossible unless the FBI had created a usable quantum computer without anyone knowing about it, said Newman. Government agencies often rely on chain analysis tools such as those provided by firms like Chain Analysis and Elliptic to help trace the flow of payments on a cryptocurrency's blockchain. Bitcoin is the best known cryptocurrency and all transactions are on a public immutable ledger. So while they have not have many names and identifying information attached, it is possible to make connections between transactions and wallets. If the illicit cryptocurrency end up in a wallet held by an exchange or a custodian within their jurisdiction, then law enforcement may be able to freeze or gain access to the cryptocurrency within. Given the nature of the blockchain, Newman said that Bitcoin is easier to trace than cash, despite perceptions. And the tracing tools are only becoming more and more sophisticated. Many people misunderstand Bitcoin's usefulness in ransomware, he said, as law enforcement get better at tracing Bitcoin payments using chain analysis tools. I expect it, it will become more difficult for hackers to use Bitcoin to receive payment in ransomware attacks. Very interesting. Next topic we have is here, not in dollars or euros, but an anonymous buyer purchased the most expensive penthouse on Miami Beach worth $22.5 million using cryptocurrency. So yeah, buying a penthouse with cryptocurrency. Interesting. Let's have a look. First, people try to understand what cryptocurrency is. Then they try to understand what they can do with it. And now someone has gone ahead and put it to good use. An anonymous buyer purchased a $22.5 million Miami Beach penthouse with cryptocurrency. It can easily be called the most expensive cryptocurrency-based real estate purchase ever made. The property in question is 5,067 square foot penthouse in the Surfside neighborhood of Miami Beach. The penthouse located in the ninth floor of the 12-story building compromises four bedrooms and four bathrooms in addition to a standout feature of 
2960 square foot terrace with ocean foot oceanfront views. The art Surfside sold the home by Antonio Citerio to an unnamed buyer. Artist co-developer Giovanni Fasciano in a statement, cryptocurrency is the future of wealth and we believe this is the only beginning. Art has set a precedent for what these sales can look like and how fast they can occur. We're proud to have laid the groundwork for this new burgeoning world. While the mode of payment has paved new ways, the penthouse in itself is a beauty that deserves its fair share of the limelight. For $22.5 million in crypto, the buyer has got himself a home that boasts indoor and outdoor swimming pools, a rooftop tennis court, a gym, and a yoga studio, a sauna, and a steam room. Other fabulous and unique amenities include our a beachfront meditation pond, a children's playground, a catering kitchen, and a temperature-controlled parking spaces, ensuring your comfort at every step of the way. The exclusive, exclusive boutique condo was designed by Italian architect and industrial designer Antonio Citerio. It also made a record of sorts for finalizing the deal at a breakneck speed of fewer than 10 days. So yeah, it looks like a really beautiful penthouse in Miami. As you can see from the pictures here, big kitchen, bathroom, lovely beachfront view, and so on. So yeah, I wish I could have my crypto work for me like that. Next up in our news is, should you invest in Cardano? Perpetrated Ethereum killer Cardano, EDA, is banking on energy efficiency to win over users. So our next up is Cardano. Let's take a look. Cardano has long been hailed as a potential Ethereum killer. That's quite the claim. After all, Ethereum, the name of the blockchain platform itself, is often used interchangeably with its native cryptocurrency token, Ether. Is the second most valuable cryptocurrency project out there, only trailing Bitcoin, BTC. Yet, even as Ethereum seeks to overtake Bitcoin, it has a new arrival coming up to try to take its place. Bitcoin is still entrenched as the biggest crypto asset, largely because it is the oldest and well, most well-known of the bunch. However, Ethereum has taken market share in cryptocurrency due to its compelling integrated applications. That's an area where Bitcoin is lacking. Cardano seeks to top them both as it offers the best of both worlds, energy usage problem while using also challenging Ethereum's captivating smart contracts. Here's what investors should know. What is Cardano? Well, what is Cardano? Cardano is a blockchain platform centered around Ouroboros. Ouroboros is a pioneering proof-of-stake protocol that immediately distinguished Cardano from previously invented cryptocurrencies that instead relied on proof-of-work protocols. This difference is key to Cardano's value proposition. Also, for clarity's sake, it is important to note that Cardano is the name of the blockchain platform, while ADA is the name of its native cryptocurrency token. Cardano's ADA token in turn takes its name from mathematician Ada Lovelace. 
Cardano earns all its comparisons to Ethereum. For one thing, Cardano's founder, Charles Hawkinson, Hoskinson, was a co-founder of Ethereum. However, he had a falling out with Ethereum's key person, Vitalik Buterin. Hoskinson wanted to lead Ethereum in a more commercial direction and accept venture capital. Other Ethereum founders wanted to take a less business-centered approach. After leaving Ethereum, Hoskinson decided to improve on Ethereum with his own cryptocurrency project. Hoskinson's invention would keep many of the attractive features of Ethereum, but shore up some of its weaknesses. Cardano seeks to offer many of Ethereum's most compelling capabilities, such as robust smart contracts. Meanwhile, Hoskinson's designed Cardano from day one to be energy efficient and support fast transactions with minimal transaction fees. Additionally, for the hard money enthusiasts, Cardano has one other big perk. It has a strict cap of 45 billion coins outstanding as compared to Ethereum, which has no absolute limit to its total eventual supply. Cardano has been quite successful in currently the fifth largest currency, cryptocurrency by market capitalization. The programming community for Cardano is active, and the project has drawn particular interest in 2021 as crypto's environmental impact has come to dominate the discussion. Step two is Cardano's mission, greater efficiency. The big edge for Cardano is its claim to be energy efficient. According to Marie Tatibouet, chief marketing officer for leading cryptocurrency exchange Gate.io, Cardano's Ouroboros proof-of-stake algorithm is 20,000 times more efficient than Bitcoin's mining system. In energy usage, Cardano's bigger competitor is Ethereum. Ethereum is not widely energy efficient as things stand now. That said, Ethereum plans to move to a proof-of-stake algorithm like Cardano that would vastly improve its own position. Bitcoin and many other traditional cryptocurrencies use a proof-of-work protocol. This is where miners use high-powered graphics cards or specialized computing rigs to guess at complicated mathematical puzzles. Those with more computing power win more of the puzzles and thus receive more of the mining reward. What makes proof-of-stake different? Howard Poston, an author for cyber cybersecurity education company InfoSec, explains that for one, proof of stake bypasses the computing intensive mining process. Proof of stake uses its cryptocurrency as a scarce asset, like putting money into a CD, CD or stocks. Stakers promise not to spend their money in exchange for the opportunity to create blocks and earn block rewards. The probability of being selected to create a certain block is roughly proportional to this percentage of the total stake that the users controls, Boston says. Instead of having to spend huge amounts of computing power and ecological resources to maintain the blockchain, proof-of-stake protocols can use a miner's tokens as the collateral that makes the system function. Cardano's Ouroboros was novel in being one of the first successful proof-of-stake protocols that create a realistic alternative to proof-of-work tokens. Proof-of-stake has become so intriguing that even Ethereum may switch to it in coming months. 
So why don't all cryptocurrencies adopt the proof-of-stake model? One issue is that these systems can concentrate ownership excessively. Proof-of-stake has issues like the proof-of-stake time bomb. The user with the most staked cryptocurrency will build the most blocks and receive the most block reward. If they constantly reinvest these winnings, they will have an ever-growing percentage of the stake and could eventually control the entire stake, Pawson says. This runs contrary, contrary to the cryptocurrency community's ethos around distributed authority. Another issue is the so-called nothing at stake problem. This makes it easier for users to pollute the blockchain with double votes and other such inaccurate information since there is less penalty for doing so than there would be in a traditional proof of work ecosystem such as the one Bitcoin uses. Some purists insist that without proof of work, cryptocurrency doesn't solve many of the decentralization problems it was intended to address. However, with figures such as Tesla, CEO Elon Musk pushing energy usage concerns to the forefront, proof of stake just gained a major round of free publicity. And Cardano's Ouroboros looks like one of the most compelling proof of stake options available. That comes down to step three, Ethereum's remaining advantages. While Cardano has numerous technical benefits, it may still lose out overall. That's because Ethereum has several key advantages, according to Saracen Fund's co-founder and chief marketing officer, Jahan Jamali. Ethereum enjoys a sizable first mover advantage against Cardano, while Cardano's focus on academia and nonprofits has become its hallmark. The argument can be made that lack of private sector engagement has limited its scope of market-driven use cases. There isn't a major decentralized app of significance building on ADA, Jamali said. Several experts pointed to the technical difficulty of programming for Cardano as opposed to Ethereum. Ethereum's simplicity has allowed it to gain true mass market adoption. Cardano may possess some technological advantages, but Ethereum is the only blockchain that is truly enterprise ready, boasting supporters that include Accenture, FedEx, JP Morgan Chase, and Microsoft, all members of the Enterprise Ethereum Alliance, Jamali said. Cardano promises to have a robust smart contract environment that will compete with Ethereum's decentralized finance or DeFi platform. However, Cardano isn't in Ethereum's league yet. When it comes to smart contracts, Ethereum obviously has the edge for now. Ethereum has an inviolable developer community and has built the multi-billion dollar DeFi and non-fungible token NFT ecosystems. Cardano, on the other hand, still hasn't completely integrated smart contracts with the Alonzo Blue upgrade. They have initiated the process of smart contract integration. It still is remains to be seen if these contracts can be properly imp implemented in the real world, Tatibouet says. Overall, while Cardano may have superior technical specifications, it will need to gain more real-world utility and adoption before it can overtake Ethereum. And comes down to number four, how to invest in Cardano. So for people that believe in Cardano's technical advantages, it's not hard to invest in. 
the ADA token is listed on many major cryptocurrency exchanges and has a huge amount of liquidity and trading volume. Coinbase Global Coin added support for Cardano in March of this year, giving high profile validation to the project. In addition to Coinbase, Cardano is heavily traded on Binance, Kraken, and Gate.io, among other popular exchanges. Cardano's price has been volatile both this year and historically, so potential investors should be aware of that and consider Cardano as part of a broader diversified cryptocurrency portfolio. However, a Cardano investment could make a lot of sense as it has a real chance to take a chunk of business away from Ethereum. Cardano can take advantage of Ethereum's bloated gas fees to eventually carve a niche for itself, Tatibouet says. Cardano may not be an overnight success, but it has enough merit to remain a top-tier competitor in crypto. And that is what Cardano is about, ADA. Next update and news is this one. Trump calls for U.S. to stop using computers. The solution to cyber attacks is to go back to paper. Yes. So... For this news, we have is former President Donald Trump uh, suggested on Monday that the solution to cyber attacks is to stop using computers. Hmm. During an interview on Fox Business, host Stuart Varney asked Trump about how the U.S. should respond to cyber attacks like the one that recently shut down the Colonial Pipeline. The way you stop it is you go back to a much more old-fashioned form of accounting and things, Trump said. You know, I have a son who is good with computers. He's a young person and he can make these things sing. And when you put everything on internet and all all these things in machines, you never see a piece of paper. I really think that you have to go back to a different form of accounting, a different form of compiling information. According to the former president, young people can't walk without computers. As a young person, my 15-year-old son is, you know, he's just a genius with this stuff. He added, and you have people that are going to break into systems. I think you have to go back. And when you have to be much more reliant, there has to be much better security. Trump also admitted that he doesn't understand how hackers get paid for ransomware attacks. Uh, I don't know how the hell they get paid. By the way, Stuart, he commented, you're going to have to explain that to me. They get paid through Bitcoin, Varney laughed. That's another beauty, Trump explained. The current currency of this world should be the dollar. And I don't think we should have all of the Bitcoins of the world out there. I think they should regulate them very high. So yeah, Trump talks about how we should all go back to paper for accounting and stop using Bitcoin. Our next news is Jack Dorsey uh, triples down on Bitcoin. So let's have a look. Bitcoin has been good for Square. The company is worth nearly six times what it was in late 2017. When the company announced it would let Cash App users buy and send the cryptocurrency, triggering a run-up in the company's shares. With the crypto craze going mainstream and Cash App positioned as one of the easiest ways in, Square is cashing in. Bitcoin-related revenue jumped more than tenfold in the first quarter of this year and now accounts for almost 70% of all Square's revenue. No wonder Jack Dorsey feels emboldened to widen the company's bets on crypto. At the Bitcoin conference in Miami on Friday, 
Dorsey spoke at length about the company's plans and his personal passion for Bitcoin. Square, which has considerable expertise in hardware from the developing credit card readers and point of sale devices, is exploring building a hardware wallet. Dorsey said such devices securely store the private cryptologic keys used to swap Bitcoin. Blockstream, a Bitcoin mining company, announced Square would invest $5 million in a solar-powered mining operation. Square has also started an industry group to defend crypto patents against trolls. Well, does Square need to do this? There's an argument that Bitcoin is a distraction for the company's core payments business. The corporate line here is that Bitcoin fits into Square's mission of economic empowerment. The Motley Fool's Daniel Sparks pointed out that if you take out Bitcoin, Square's core business is supercharged. The retail business is recovering from the pandemic. Cash apps, non-Bitcoin transaction volumes are leaping, and overall non-Bitcoin revenue rose 44%. There are also accounting questions around Square's Bitcoin revenue. When you buy or sell Bitcoin on Cash App, Square isn't finding a transaction partner for you like a broker would. Instead, it's acting like a market maker. That means it's recording the full value of the Bitcoin transaction on its books, rather than its relatively small 2% take. Take the eye-popping Bitcoin revenue numbers with a grain of salt, in other words. Finally, a hardware wallet. While arguably more secure than online wallets, there are many offerings already on the market and they mostly appeal to hardcore crypto enthusiasts, not the new users Cash App has been so effective in bringing into the Bitcoin world. There's a simple explanation for this, and like many things in Silicon Valley, it comes down to recruitment. To win over the best and brightest, you have to be the coolest. And in the payments world right now, that means being a player in cryptocurrency. That may start with keeping the services of Square's part-time CEO. If I were not at Square or Twitter, I'd be working on Bitcoin, Dorsey said at the Miami conference. If it needed more help than Square and Twitter, I would leave them for Bitcoin. But I think both companies have a role to play. Of note, Cash App is hiring engineers to build powerful new product experiences for person-to-person payments. The job description doesn't say Bitcoin, but, you know, The only thing you shouldn't expect to change, at least in the short term, Square's corporate Bitcoin's balance, which at one point had grown to $220 million or 5% of its cash and cash equivalents. CFO Amrita Ahuja recently said the company didn't plan to add to its holdings. So yeah, Jack Dorsey triples down on Bitcoin. The last news for today is crypto mining at home. How much money can you make? So there's money to be made in cryptocurrency mining, but are you too late to the party? So cryptocurrency mining has exploded in popularity, spurring debates spanning everything from its role in the ongoing global chip shortage to the potential environmental effects. Still, there's absolutely no doubt that the mining can be profitable and even more so if done at scale. So can anyone profit from cryptocurrency mining? And what does one need to get started? So let's take a look. What do you need to start mining crypto? 
first thing you'll need to mine cryptocurrency is a powerful computer. The amount of money you earn scales linearly with the computational power you contribute to the network. This is why you'll also find individuals renting entire warehouses and filling them to the brim with computers solely for cryptocurrency mining. On a more reasonable level, though, you will need a computer with a relatively recent graphics card. PC gamers are likely familiar with this role of a graphics card, but in a nutshell, it is a specific, specialized piece of hardware designed specifically for certain applications, including graphics rendering and crunching numbers for cryptocurrency mining. Assuming your PC is already outfitted with a mid to high end GPU, though, you have everything needed to start mining. So, calculating potential profits from crypto mining. For a while now, Ethereum has reigned supreme in terms of profitability, far outshining any other mineable cryptocurrency on the market. In the past, however, other cryptocurrencies proved equal, equally profitable to mine, most notably in 2017. Tokens such as Zcash were a viable option. Nevertheless, in 2021, there's little doubt that Ethereum is the most profitable cryptocurrency to mine on a consumer-grade computer. A handful of other cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and Litecoin, can only be mined on specialized hardware called ASICs, which are hard to come by compared to other computer hardware. So what is ASIC mining? If you own one of these latest generation graphics cards, such as NVIDIA's RTX 3060, TI or 3080, there's significant money to be made. According to what to mine, a website keeps track of cryptocurrency mining profitability. You can expect to earn as much as $7 per day with an RTX 3080. However, you must also remember to account for the electricity used to power the card. Assuming the global average electric price of 10 cents per kilowatt per hour, you would lose around 60 cents to your electricity company each day, around 10% of your revenue. Over the course of a month, though, a single RTX 3080 should deliver around $180 in pure profit. It's, no it's worth noting that these numbers are calculated based on a myriad of factors and variables, including luck, mining difficulty, prevailing transaction fees, and the price of Ethereum itself. On the day the above calculation was performed, Ethereum was trading at roughly $2,300 US. If its valuation were to change significantly, however, you can expect your revenues change as well. The amount of money you also earn depends on how busy the Ethereum network currently is. During times of network congestion, for instance, miners will earn more as users are forced to pay higher fees for their transactions to complete. How to get started with crypto mining. If you'd like to avoid dealing with the hassles of picking and configuring various mining software, NiceHash has among the most user-friendly tools out there. Using NiceHash is as simple as downloading the miner and running it. It is designed to automatically detect the hardware in your system and may even be able to optimize it for maximum performance. The only downside is that it can be a touch less profitable as compared to setting up everything from scratch. Having said that, though, you will likely get much better results if you research the best overclocking and undervolting settings for your graphics card. Applying an overclock is fairly straightforward these days, and the risk of damaging your GPU is slim to none.
but more on that later. Since electricity is the biggest cost you need to offset, your goal should be to maximize the performance per watt of your system. In case you're in a hurry though, use what to mind suggested overclock and power limits for your card as a baseline. Since every GPU is different, fine tune the settings to reach your own sweet spot. Remember, the goal is to maximize performance while keeping the power draw as low as possible. Next, does crypto mining wear out your hardware faster? A misconception pre prevalent among those new to crypto mining is that the process has the potential wear to wear out your hardware faster. However, the truth is far more nuanced than that. Take an alternative use case for graphics cards, such as gaming, for instance. While gaming, your GPU is constantly forced to ramp up and down the amount of power it draws depending on the scene it is rendering. This results in the GPU chip experiencing thermal spikes and the fans on the card ramping up or down depending on the workload. Mining, on the other hand, applies a consistent load on your hardware. This keeps the GPU at a consistent temperature. Furthermore, since you will likely undervolt or power limit the card, the chances are that it will produce less heat than while gaming. So is it too late to start cryptocurrency mining? Uh, if you already own a capable computer today, a cryptocurrency mining offers a relatively easy and hands-free passive earning opportunity. The main thing to be cautious about is the cost of electricity in your area. Without a graphics card already in your hands, though, it's likely that you won't be able to mine cryptocurrencies anytime soon. As you may have heard, demand for GPUs has sent prices soaring, making the profitability equation far more complicated. So why are graphic cards so expensive right now? I guess now you know. So that's it for the news today. Uh, to wrap up, we'll just take a look at coin market cap. So today's cryptocurrency prices. So at number one is BTC Bitcoin. Uh, in the 24 hour, we're down 3.51% and at a price of 32000 $487. At number two, we got Ethereum ETH at $2,430 and at a 6.06% drop in the past day. Uh, at number three, we have Tether USDT at $1 and we're at in the green just up by 0.06%. At number four, we have Binance Coin BNB down 6.8% at $335. At number five, we have Cardano ADA at $1.49, down 4.6%. Rounding up at number six, Dogecoin at 31 cents and down by 7.35%. And at number seven, XRP at 83 cents, down 2.9%. At number eight, USD coin, USDC at $1 and just a little bit up by 0.04%. At number nine, Polkadot DOT, $20.61, down at 5.75%. And last, number 10, Uniswap. UNI at $22.48, down at 6.46%. So there we have it. 
thank you so much for tuning in to Daily Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Again, we'll see you tomorrow, and I'll be picking up the top five different news uh, articles and news and updates and recaps. So stay tuned. Please subscribe, share, and like, and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Bye.